Hey guys, and welcome to Hunting Land, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you'd like to stay up to date on hunting tactics, land management, land values, and land market dynamics, this is the podcast for you. This week's show is brought to you by Alabama Farmers Co-op. From backyard gardening to large-scale farming and everything in between, your local co-op has what you need to be successful. Since 1936, Alabama Farmers Cooperative has provided high-quality products and friendly service to community members and local farmers. With over 60 locations to serve you and 85 years of experience, you can count on the co-op. For more information and to find a location near you, visit www.alafarm.com. And also brought to you by Texas Hunter. Since 1954, Texas Hunter Products has produced the best engineered and finest quality feeders and hunting blinds in the industry. The Texas Hunter brand has become synonymous with quality and durability. By sticking to premium standards, the company delivers tough, long-lasting products that meet the real-life needs of anglers and hunters across America. Their fish feeders, deer feeders, hunting blinds, and outdoor accessories are among the highest rated in the industry. You can trust that your purchase from Texas Hunter Products will meet your needs for generations to come. To learn more, visit TexasHunter.com. I'm your host, Joe Baye, here today with Butch Theory. Butch, today we're going to get a little deeper into the weeds with night vision. You and I have been using night vision now and have had the ability to test it in a lot of different environments. We've used it Mm -hmm. in marine environments. We've used it hunting. We've used it uh, just for navigation and just for in ways that you personally, I've used it in ways I I didn't really expect to use it, but, but I've really enjoyed having it. And it's just a lot of fun. How have you used your night vision in you know, besides hunting ways you didn't really think you would, man, I just, I throw that thing in my pack. You know, I like to get in the woods early. If I'm, if I wake up in the morning, I like to get there early, um, you know, just throw it in the pack and I'm totally silent, literally masters of darkness on my golf cart, you know, going to my shooting house in the morning. I mean, just totally silent. And it, it is very, very cool. Last night I was creeping around up there, no moon pitch black like you're talking about the stars just incredible and i mean you can see like daylight i'm literally driving down this road and i take it my monocular way and i can't see my feet you know i can't see my hand in front of my face and i'm about to go kill this pig that's 40 yards away so it is very cool and it's been very cool after you're sitting in a green field or you know deer out there feeding you're sitting there at night you know you get past shooting light and you can put up your monocular and still see them out there and literally just creep out with no you know zero detection whatsoever and you know that your hunting ground is pristine the next time you go out there i've really enjoyed that aspect of it yeah they're really cool but if you want to get into the night vision game it's important that you understand what you're looking at because it's not the vernacular and the terminology and and uh the uh consideration points that you're used to with say a rifle scope or 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 binoculars or something like that yeah it's just different yeah i mean um i think we're going to get into a a lot and hopefully by the end of the show today you're going to know uh what's going to be right for you whether it's monoculars binoculars clip-on weapon sight to do that today we're talking with sean kirk and chuck ruback both with fatanis Guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, for folks who maybe haven't heard you last few times we've had you on, uh, tell us a little bit about Photonis. Well, Photonis is a, uh, a maker of premium night vision equipment based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We are one of three manufacturers in the world of night vision image intensifier tubes, the, the piece that gathers the light um, and puts it on a phosphor screen and white or green, whatever you're looking through, and uh, gives you that high quality image at, in very dark conditions. Um, there are only three three manufacturers left in the world. When I first started in this business 22 years ago, there were 22 night vision manufacturers. Today, there are three. Wow. 
and that's through you know corporate buyouts and and companies going out of business because of lack of business whatever um, downturns things like that so but today there there are three there's ourselves l3 and elbit systems of america so and uh, there are lots of night vision companies out there but we're the only three that make the tubes so that makes makes us a soup to nuts type product i'm glad to hear you say premium because we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, later in the show uh really getting into what makes a premium night vision product and and why what you need to think about if, if you're in the market for this to make sure you can not only you know buy the right equipment for what you need but enjoy it throughout your entire ownership but you know before we get into that i can tell you guys work in, in the defense industry some too because there's a ton of acronyms when it comes to night vision and i want to kind of learn all what all those acronyms mean uh, before we get there though let's start out by just defining some things you hear a lot in night vision, and that's monoculars, binoculars, and and goggles, and and, and also weapon sights. So, you know, in your words, kind of tell me the differences between night vision, monoculars, binoculars, goggles, and and click uh, weapon sights. Yeah, you'll often hear the term goggle or nod, a night operation device is what that stands for. Um, ah. Goggles are typically kind of a catch-all term for any kind of night vision device, right? So you can just say goggles, I got my goggle, whatever. I use goggles synonymously with but with binocular just because it sounds right to me because it sounds plural, but that's just that's just me. So um, you're gonna have a monocular, which typically you'll hear the term PVS 14 out there. That was a US Army designed product, well, not designed, sponsored, paid for in the late 90s uh, that the government funded uh, several night vision companies to build and fielded. And there have been uh, about 1.2 million of them fielded around the world uh, in the last, since, since the late nineties. Then, then you have binocular, which is obviously a, a, a two channel, just like you were looking at any type of binocular, but it's a dedicated night vision system. You can't use it during the day, right? Then there's what people call cows, which is a clip on weapon site and a clip on weapon site you can use dedicated to put in front of your scope or day site if you have an EOTech or a Schmidt vendor or whatever you're, you're using and you want to lengthen the rail and, and put it in front, it allows you to adjust um, to zero with azimuth and elevation adjust, adjustments, the, the night vision scene, you're looking at the target, the reticle that you're looking for. So those are the, the more used terms for uh, night vision equipment. All right. So I have a PVS 14, uh, which I guess the best way for me to think about this would be like a PVS 14 is to night vision monoculars. What an AR 15, you know, is to, let's say any of the different manufacturers that may make different AR 15s, you know, like I have a Wilson combat AR 15. I have a Photonis PVS 14. Is that a pretty good way to look at it? Yeah. And just for people's knowledge, the PVS was created by the army, that, that acronym, which stands for personal vision system. Gotcha. So when we start to think about these different things, you know, I have a, a PVS 14, which is a monocular that I'm also able to clip on, uh, to my, uh, Picatinny rail. rail on my AR 15 right. and use it behind a holographic site, then take it right off and use it as a as a aid to navigation, you know, I've used it in lots of different ways, not just for hunting. I've used it out on the boat at night. We've used it just getting around camp at night. I've used it to scare some people really good. That was fun. Definitely. Um, mm. But, you know, like, so we're thinking about this and, and going back to the clip on weapon site, why make a clip on weapon site 
versus just having the PVS 14 that you can then clip on. So versatility is probably the easiest answer um, why people would, some people would want to do that. Some people, if money's not an issue, want, want to do both. To just kind of describe in a little more detail what you're talking about there, Joe, is when you put a PVS 14 in front of your existing EOTech or whatever you, whatever you have, day site and use it, there is naturally a little bit of a shift, right? Because, and it, not to get too into the weeds, but with the way uh, night vision is made in there, there's a wafer in there called a microchannel plate that is cut at a bias and the photons come in and they bounce off and refract into multiple electrons. It converts them. When it does that, and you're viewing that, there is about a half a degree shift, depending on the system that throws your aim off that you can't see because you don't have any adjustment capability on the actual monocular itself, right? So, so at shorter ranges, it probably doesn't matter that much, but if you're out beyond 150 yards or something like that, it can matter a great deal. And you either have to know that in your head and know, you know, go, go out on a range and, and put it out there, put some holes in paper and see what, what it does. And so, you know, immediately what that shift and you adjust for it in your head and your brain. Or you can put a clip-on weapon site directly in front of that. Um, it's a device that's dedicated to be used just for night vision operations and stays on that side. It's not be used to be to be used to, to view through. And it has in it the capability of adjusting the optics train. So I've really enjoyed the versatility, like you're talking about, of the PVS-14. Being able to use it, you know, to get around at night then clip it on when I'm ready to take the shot. But what I'm hearing you say also is that I'm, I'm giving up a little bit of accuracy uh, or a little bit of precision maybe with, uh, with using that versus say a, a clip on weapon site. So if the designated if, cow, if, if yeah. the budget's there, uh, you're going to be a little more uh, precise with your, you know, your clip on weapon site uh, and then use your, your monocular or, or your binocular for navigational purposes. Yeah, and let's get Chuck in here. Chuck's an avid hunter, professional hunter for lots of uh, exotic game and things like that. And he's done guide, guiding trips and everything. So Chuck can talk about that a little bit as well. So Chuck, when you're thinking about a setup here, let's just go through some different scenarios. If budget is a concern, right? Like you, you, you're, you're not really just don't have an open checkbook to spend on, on night vision. Do you think that- Or maybe you're just getting into it, you know? Yeah, just or yeah, you just want to kind of test your feet the in. waters, yeah. right? Do you think that that PVS 14 monocular being able, the versatility, being able to use it both ways would be, would be your first choice? Yeah, I think so. And for a few different reasons, you know, sometimes you can get around budget with skill, right? So like Sean was saying is if you can, uh, if you go to the range, which I highly encourage uh, a lot, especially at night, if you're going to be using these devices, the first time you use them, they should not be on live tissue uh, at night, um, you know, in unknown circumstances so obviously go to a flat range at night get it all set up start to understand build your skill around that uh and then hopefully that'll create additional passion and excitement um as you continue to use this thing and uh and be successful with it additionally you know i always hit on safety i think i've read somewhere recently uh, it averages around a thousand um hunting incidents accidents uh you know with, with between us and canada annually somewhere around there and you know, with today's times, with uh, different opinions and perspectives on weapons and hunting and, you know, conservation, things like that, I think it's incumbent upon uh, each outdoorsman to make sure or to ensure that they uh, uh, are, are safe and patient and cautious in, in weapons handling and target selection and, and everything out in, in out and around or, uh, the field. One of those is, uh, you know, knowing your target and what's behind it, right? That's some of the safety rules. 
when handling weapons. So not this, these systems give you the, op- uh, the opportunity to, you know, target ID, identify your target and, and really gain some awareness and perspective of what's beyond my target type thing. It also uh, allows me to get in and out of the field safely. I'd be typically, I think we've discussed some of this earlier previously, uh, getting out of your truck in the morning or driving your quad or whatever it is to get to your zone. And then you have to make the final trek into your, your blind or hunting area. It could be treacherous. And, you know, usually you're off grid somewhere where help is not readily available. You know, you're, you're your own first responder in that situation most of the time. And, uh, and then you have to retrieve your game, which can be dangerous uh, in itself and bear country, panther country, stuff like that, and getting it out safely. And then, you know, wrapping the hunt up uh, successfully on all of those levels. You know, it's, it's funny. You, you kind of describe that. If you ever want to have fun with somebody, what you do is you, you put them on a golf cart next to you where you have night vision and go about 25 miles an hour through the woods and they can't see a thing and you can see everything. It really is a lot of fun. While we're talking about that, Joe, one of the, one of the things though, and we're going to c- cover this in a little bit, I think is, is the different uses between monoculars and binoculars. Yeah. If you're helmet mounted or or just hand holding a, a monocular, you've got and you got one eye closed, you got tunnel vision, right? right. So oh, yeah. your your depth perception is vastly different when you're using that. So uh, what Chuck said is if you're if you're hiking or or on a vehicle, on an ATV or whatever, you should never do that the first time with night vision unless you're very sure of the territory, right? You wanna you wanna learn because you're gonna turn. A little later than you than you should right. every time and then those kinds of things so you might consider if you're if you're doing a lot of navigating to to get a to get a binocular in that case right? yeah I'm, I'm glad you bring it up that way um so take me through where where binoculars really fit into this because one of the things i've noticed in running the pvs 14 myself is like you said it, for from a budget perspective and from a versatility perspective it's great uh i can i can use it to navigate i can clip it onto my weapon site I can take those closer range shots and 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 be accurate. But even though I'm a, I have the ability to do that now that I've hunted for a while with them, I'm kind of like, okay, I like this. This is this is fun and this is useful. But I'd like to have a dedicated night vision on my weapon just so I don't have to do that switch. I mean, it's not that I can't do it. It's just so that I don't have to. But also, if I'm bringing a friend, you know, now I've got two two pieces of night vision so they can have it uh, next to me on the golf cart and enjoy uh, night vision at night. So where where does a binocular fit in? Why wouldn't you just go with two monoculars instead of a binocular? Well, you can. Um, you can go with two monoculars and, and use what's called a bridge that allows you to then basically hook up two monoculars together and form a bino. The disadvantage to that is weight. Because two monoculars plus the bridge is all, almost always much heavier than a binocular, a dedicated binocular. So that said, you know, if you have two units, it allows you to have the versatility of putting one on the weapon, viewing with one, you know, navigating with one. Um, you can, um, and we haven't talked about this yet, you, you can buy a mount from us that uh, allows you to flip the, the monocular in and out of the optics train on your weapon. Right. So you just push a button and flips it out of the out of the day site and, fl- and flips it back and flips it back in. Right. You can do that. So it gives you a lot of more vers- a lot more versatility versus just buying a bino. That said, some people just like the weight, size and functionality of a binocular over over a monocular. The downside is you can't use it as a weapon site. And uh, to, as we talked about the uh, you know, kind of the economical versatility 
utility perspective, if money is not an option perspective, then I would run a uh, a bino personally, and then I'd have a flip out, flip on flip out mono mount, uh, mounted on my weapon system permanently. So then you'd actually have three systems, but the bino gives you you know a, a better field of view uh, and depth perception perspective theoretically than than it, you would with just a mono, and you do, you have to do less head sweeping. So when you're with a mono. You have to kind of sweep your head left, right, up, and down uh, further uh, or more more often as opposed to a binocular system where you can kind of swing your head left or right, up, and down um, and, and not be jerking around all the time. And then, again, I, I'd like my weapon system to be set up as I want it without manipulating it uh, once I've got it zeroed and I got, I'm hitting hitting where I want with it. Um, I, I maintenance and keep it there and make sure everything's good to go and test it on the range, uh, usually before I go out type thing. And, uh, you know, obviously depending on altitude and that kind of stuff. But if money's no option, I would go with a mounted bino that I wear and then a, a dedicated system on my rifle. That seems like the way to go for sure. Um, Sean, before we got started recording, you guys were talking about the new Viper bino. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we, we uh, found kind of a, a hole in our market, as it were, in terms of uh, affordability for people. So we have the PD Pro line, which we've advertised with you guys quite a bit and talked about the last uh, podcast that we did. But And what you guys have is a Viper uh, monocular. So, so our new Viper binocular is designed at a value that is affordable um, in comparison to some of the other systems, binocular systems that are out on the on the market today. When we start talking about that value. Uh, we're going to get into that in just a minute. But, but but before we get there, one of the choices that folks have that are considering night vision, at least with you guys, uh, is which color they they get. So like Butch and I both have a green phosphor uh, Viper PVS-14, uh, but you also make a white phosphor. Why the difference? And and what are the pros and cons of each? What's, what's best for um, yeah, how does somebody choose that? Is it is one better for hunting and one better for you know, say, uh, getting around or, or, or navigation or you know, how do you how do you guide people on which phosphor to choose? Yeah, well, I'll let Chuck kind of talk to um, the pros and cons from from his perspective on white versus green, but I can tell you that white is becoming more and more prevalent. And the reason that is, and it sort of depends, it is a personal choice, right? You can't say that one's necessarily better than the other. It just is a better, is a personal choice. And some people prefer the white because they feel that the monochrome, you know, like old black and white TV, their brain interprets the tonalities and contrast a little better than the green. Green seems to be a little more muted and, uh, and, but some people prefer greens. And what I've found out is a lot of people, it sort of depends on the colors, the color of their eyes. Got people with really light eyes tend to prefer green and people with really dark eyes pretend tend to prefer white. Now, hmm. but, but, I, but there are exceptions to that all, all along too. So that's not a, that's not a tried and true uh, preference, but maybe Chuck can talk a little bit to the, to the uses. Right. So I, I think as far as the, uh, the green and white is concerned just based off my experience with uh, many, many, many hours on the green and as well as the white foss. Um, I tend to like the white foss better just because it creates less ice cream and it, and it makes the uh, viewing experience more comfortable. And I think when it's more comfortable, I notice uh, I, that I'm not wearing them as and I don't notice the, the uncomfortability of wearing the system as much. So it just makes my experience in the field in those, 
dark conditions more uh, enjoyable. And then I can, especially if you're going for long hours at night, I just, for myself and from a lot of friends of mine that I know that I worked with in the military and, uh, and, and outside of that, um, they've really had a, a great experience with the, uh, the white sauce viewing option. I'm looking forward to, to seeing the difference. So it sounds like it's kind of a personal preference thing to some extent, but you got to spend some time behind both of them to really know what's going to work best for you. But ultimately, both are going to work great. Talking about you know getting back to value and getting back to the variation in price. I mean, if you go online to a simple Google search for night vision systems, you're going to see a very wide range of oh, cost yeah. in terms of you know monoculars versus binoculars, but then also different manufacturers and talking more to that point, uh, what are people paying for uh, as they increase in price? What, what should they be looking for in night vision optics to make sure they're getting a quality product? You want to make sure that you're getting what you pay for. And that's hard to, to tell with night vision equipment. And uh, typically the, the easiest rule of thumb is if it uh, sounds too good to be true in terms of price, uh, it usually is. And what happens is the, the lower cost uh, systems are usually made in Russia or China and have, have issues with performance and have issues with reliability, right? So you want to make sure that you've got the best system that you can possibly do. do. I mean, even the, even the cheaper ones are expensive, right? So you want to, if you're going to spend $1,500 on something that's, that's a piece of junk, then you, know, you don't want to do that. You want to go spend $3,000 on something that's going to really help you out in the field. That makes total sense to me. And I see it over and over and over again in lots of different verticals, you know, not just night vision, but Butch and I talk about it a lot on here. It's just the mentality to buy once and cry once. But, you know, no, number one, that's usually going to save you money over time if you use this equipment a good bit. Well, it just and, enhances your experience so much more instead of just yeah. dealing with a, you know, a, a bad product or a bad customer service experience. You know, if you have something go right. wrong, who are you talking to? You know what I mean? Are you ever going to get that issue fixed? Probably not. You're probably going to end up buying the more expensive thing anyways. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, the, the, not, it's not always about the cost of ownership, but just the, the enjoyment of that ownership too. And, and is it working right? Yeah. And I can talk to a little bit of, uh, real quickly about the reasons why they're, they're so expensive in general. Yeah. The, yeah. Pro the, the process of making an image tube, which is the engine that drives these things. It's essentially an old style vacuum tube that's been around since v Vietnam, but we've just improved it over the years. It's still a, a analog vacuum tube technology. And there are 3,600 processes to make one tube. It takes 90 days to make one tube from start to finish. And of those 3,600 processes, 2,700 of them are manual. Wow. Yeah. That's why they cost so much. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, add to that, all those things, all those processes, but also all those materials have gone up now Oh yeah. recently. So there, yeah, there's, there's no doubt. So how do the ones that are cheaper, how do they get away? Do they have less processes? Do they have more mechanization? Like where are they cutting corners to bring something to market that's cheaper? The answer sort of is all of the above there, right? One is if it's been made in Russia and China, then their labor costs are, are significantly, significantly less. Their process that they use are not nearly as uh, detailed and as sterile. I mean, all of our, our stuff is done in, in you know, very high-end clean rooms and clean environments because dust is, is the, the enemy and you don't want it to, to, uh, to impede and it'll impede your image. If you have dust in the system, you've seen spots on night, night vision stuff, I'm sure. Well, that's because they've, uh, and you can't ever 
100% eliminate dust, but you want to be to do it as much as you can. So you need the cleanest, cleanest clean rooms, which are expensive and add to the cost of things. Gotcha. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. Don't forget about our sponsors and make sure you support them when you're out in the marketplace. This week's show is brought to you by Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks. Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks are proud to be your metal roofing headquarters for over 40 years. Save time and money by buying from the most reliable manufacturer on the Gulf Coast. If you buy it today, you pick it up today. They offer 20 Sherwin-Williams colors to choose from and a 40-year warranty. Baker Metal and Dixie Supply, two names, same great service. With the addition of their new store in Cantonment, Florida, they now have eight locations to serve you. Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks, your metal roofing headquarters. And also, Great Days Outdoors magazine. If you hunt or fish in Alabama or the Deep South, you know that it's different down here. Spawning seasons, patterns, and food sources are not the same as other areas of the country. At Great Days Outdoors magazine, southern outdoor writers pick the brains of the best southern hunters and anglers to give you the best how-to, where-to, and when-to articles along with so much more pick up a great days outdoors magazine subscription and become a better southern outdoorsman great days outdoors magazine can be found at your local barnes and noble books a million tractor supply company rural king bass pro shops academy sports and outdoors or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com so guys i already feel like i know a lot more about night vision than I knew coming into the show. Uh, and I feel like coming into the show, I know a lot more about night vision than the average person does, but you know, it, it kind of points us back to the the whole point of this, sh- the show, which is making a choice. Like, do you want to have monocular? Do you want to have binoculars? Uh, or do you want to have a clip on weapon site? Let's say, so, you know, kind of yes. think, think, yeah, right. I, I, want, I want it all, <laughs> but it, it sounds like to me, uh, if you're just getting into night vision and, and you want versatility, that monocular is, is, is going to be just right for you. I mean, that's something that uh, you're going to get the full spectrum of usage out of it. It's not perfect for everything, but that monocular is kind of a, it's a good do all. But thinking about the binocular, who do you think that that's going to really benefit the most? Is that somebody who's concerned more with, say, navigation than they are hunting or, or shooting? Well, I would say... Uh, look at it this way. Uh, if I'm going out and I have, I'm, I'm going out concealed, uh, that, that, that's a different consideration than if I'm going in the back country, right? I'm going to, I'm going to, my, my weapon of choice is, or pistol of choice is going to be completely different as far as my perspective, you know, doing an, an EDC concealed or back country two week hunt. For me, it's night and day. And I think the, the mono, you can get away with just the mono and, and you can do a lot with it. It's very versatile. However, if you're, if, if I can, and, and I, I choose to invest, which I think you should, um, in your own personal safety and your own success of the hunt, um, and, and time as well. So, you know, avoiding, you know, sprained ankle situations, uh, getting lost, that type of thing, put some binos on you know, invest in, in, in yourself, invest in your hunt, invest in your equipment. And your, you know, if you take care of your equipment, it'll take care of you, you most of the time, buy some good stuff as well try to get some binos and, and go from there. But if, if that's just not an option, then, you know, you, you can't go wrong with a mono. As I mentioned earlier, I, I really like the versatility of the, mono, the monocular, being able to use it for navigation, then clip it on to a weapon site. Uh, but now that I've got some more time hunting at night, I'm ready to, you know, kind of step up to having a dedicated weapon site that, you know, just stays on. It's just one less thing to have to do. 
to clip it on. If in that scenario, do you recommend a that double monocular setup like we were talking about, having two monoculars, one's on the weapon and, and one's used for navigation and one can go and do both? Uh, or would you recommend a, a clip-on weapon site as opposed to having two monoculars? Well, if, if I, I like the... Uh... The double mono system, which, which you know what Sean was talking about with the bridge, where you could have two monos and you can you can clip one on, and you know you're versatile. You know, it obviously depends on what I'm doing, but that that's a really versatile system. I kind of like that. You know, for shorter range, uh, more common game stuff. If you're, uh, you know, and and you're kind of more of a, uh, a you're hunting more frequently in your kind of local area or region. Now, if I'm if you're doing something that's a, a lot more technical. Um, but like I said, with backcountry stuff and, you know, so many factors to consider um, during these longer hunts, uh, more, I would say, more dangerous hunts, you know, d- just due to terrain and weather, uh, along with your game. Typically, if you're going for game in these types of areas, then you're going for some uh, larger north, you know, game. Um, I would want to make sure I have something dedicated on my weapon. And then I have a bino that's comfortable that I could use in many different conditions um, through many different types of current terrain and transitional terrain, et cetera. And then if something breaks, I can still, if one of the, if something I bang the, the binos on the, against a rock or something and I lose one side, then maybe I've got the other side and, or I've still got my clip on my weapon. And if worst case, I can rip it off my weapon and use it to get home. So those are the th- again i always go with safety just because i i think hunting should be fun and safe and uh safe you know if you disregard some of those rules and kind of get yourself in trouble then uh the hunt turns into survival which is uh not what we're talking about here no no doubt so it sounds like two things that chuck and your experience is definitely shining through on that two things that i keep hearing you harp on is safety of course so basically if you're covering ground at night whether that be on wheels or on feet, sounds like you need binoculars to have the full depth perception, to have the larger field of view and less eye fatigue. So it sounds like if you have any kind of, you know, if you're covering ground at night, you pretty much need a designated bino system. Yeah. I mean, unless you're walking through a wheat field or something um, and you're going to go <laughs> right. sit, sit, sit on the edge of the forest, or so, I, you know, that's, that's great. But again, just remember there are a lot of, you know, mental, emotional, physical uh, factors that go into play when you, you know, when you get out, in the, you know, out, out in the field, especially if there's any kind of undulating terrain or, you know, depending on what, what, like, you know, it could be hot, heat, heat exhaustion, it could be cold, you know, hypothermia, it could be dehydration, it could be, you know, you sprained something, you, you, didn't, you didn't eat right, I, I, what, you know, the rocks are slippery, it's rainy, slippery, it's snowy, icy, I don't know, whatever it is, mudslides, whatever, but you want to be able to safely get in and then and navigate to where you need to go um, and then navigate out and then safely extract yourself out of that situation. So if, if I'm doing that in anything other than a wheat field or a road or some flat terrain, that's not too crazy with weather. Um, typically I'm going to go with a bino just because of what you said. It's makes that, sense. That's one less stress factor that I have sure. to add to it with the eye strain. It's one less. Now I have more field of view. So it's one less head sweep. It's one less, chance that i missed something that that could have cost me something definitely makes sense just to add on to that when you're when you got a mono over one eye and you come off that and you've been on it for an hour or 30 minutes or whatever like that that eye is useless to you for 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 a couple of minutes right so if you're under binos you don't have that you don't have that issue 
right? So it's, uh, and the other component here, and this is not really related to this podcast, but it's in your wheelhouse, uh, Joe um, and Butch, is Marine. If I am on a boat, I'm using a bino to navigate 100% of the time. Definitely makes sense. I think the real reason Butch is asking you that question is because the last time he and I <laughs> did this together, we shot a couple hogs and these hogs only had one bullet hole in them, but yeah, my. We, we both definitely shot. And I mean, obviously I'm the one that hit it. And <laughs> so somebody, somebody missed. And I think he's just trying oh, to yeah. set himself up to say it was because he had a monocular and not binoculars but <laughs> we won't go there i guess can i give you uh one caveat i think a lot of folks think that you have to when i mentioned go to the range get some practice i think a lot of folks think that they got to try to figure out how to go to a get permission to go to a range if they can't shoot in the backyard or back 40 or whatever it is and use their night vision but to your point you can use these anytime you don't you don't need to grab your rifle and ammo and go to the range somewhere and try to work them for an hour if you're wearing them use them doing the nightly activities so go out and tr take the trash out with them you know use uh, use some tools to do something simple you know like fixing a wagon for your kid out in the, in the garage in the dark hammer the a more nail. hammer a yeah. nail with get, your, get mm -hmm. your hand out of the way though don't yeah. hold it with your hand <laughs> yeah. uh, but just you know deal some cards you know look at look at different things with it just do some different manipulation with these and that's going to give you more it's going to make you more comfortable confident and increase your skill level but with using these turn them on turn them off focus the focus the objective lens focus the ocular lens etc where's the battery how do i change that type thing which way does it go you know positive negative if you just use them literally regular activities in a darkened space or environment you're going to gain a lot of, you're going to gain a lot out of that. And it, you, so you just don't have to worry about doing the range work alone. Use them in as many different situations as you can safely. And then, uh, and then when you get to the range, you're not wasting any time with how do I turn it on? How do I mount it? What's the battery? Where does it go? I don't, you know, where's everything at, you know, dig in your, your rucksack or your pack, you know, and look for something in there with them on. So there's a put your sock, tie your shoes by looking at through the nods. There's a lot of different things you can do that don't require trying to get to a range and uh, and, and and get some more experience and time on the on the goggles. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you bring it up. That, that seems way. like the um, way to go for sure. So guys, I mean, we really appreciate this conversation today. I think number one, we've all gotten more educated on what all these acronyms mean and, and what all these terms mean. And, but more importantly, I think if somebody's looking to get into the night vision game for lots of different reasons, whether that be hunting, defense, navigation, uh, I've used mine a lot more ways than I really had anticipated. I just thought it was going to be kind of another tool for hunting. And I think they've got the answer now. They know kind of which direction they need to go. It boils down to figuring out your budget and, you know, figuring out what's going to be best for you. So if, if folks want to go get more information on night vision systems from Fratanis, where would you point them to, to check out the full lineup, uh, check out pricing, everything they'd need to know. Uh, you can go to photonisdefense.com. That'll lead you to our, our systems pages where we get all the information you could possibly need on, uh, on buying monos, binos, whatever, whatever you need. We also have a, a recently launched uh, Instagram um, and, and Twitter channels, get the information on the website from there. And uh, you can be, keep checking us out as we continue to update those and show you what we're out doing. Guys, thanks so much for joining us and sharing your knowledge.
Guys, let's take a quick break and hear from this week's sponsors. This week's show is brought to you by Alabama Ag Credit. Buying rural property isn't the same as buying in town. If you're in the market to purchase your own piece of paradise or need an operating line for your farm, give our friends at Alabama Ag Credit a call. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, they can help you with everything from homes and land to tractors and crops, because sometimes natural resources need financial resources. And while some lenders don't get it, they do. Learn more by visiting alabamaagcredit.com. Butch, you and I both are running, like we mentioned, that that PVS-14, the Viper PVS-14 from Fatanas, both I've really enjoyed having the versatility of it's a navigational aid, but then I can clip it on to my AR and use it as a, to aid in, in taking the shot. I didn't notice a difference in, in too big of a difference in terms of hunting applications. Uh, you know, we're talking about you lose a little bit of precision. Well, I think that's mostly, that, you know, most of the stuff we're doing is closer range. Well, that's the beauty um, of night vision, right? Too, is that like you're out there yeah. and you can just get closer. Like right. you don't, you don't need to take a super long shot because you're, they can't see you. <laughs> so right. just yeah. get closer. But I like the idea of having a binocular to increase that field of view. Like, like Chuck was saying, a, another head sweep. Like if you didn't latch onto what he was saying there, you know, like if you're looking out of your right eye, let's say, and you want to look to your left, only got your right eye to look out of, I mean, close your left eye and try to look to your left. You've got to turn your head much more than you right. do if you've got your left eye open. So when you're down to one monocular, your field of view is less and your depth perception, like you mentioned, I mean, we're not out there racing or anything, but just driving a golf cart down, uh, woods trails and logging roads and things like that. You're going to want to go slow because it it does throw it off. Oh yeah. It messes you up a little bit. Having the binocular is going to give you the ability to uh, have more depth perception, have wider field of view, but it's really cool that you can take two monoculars um, and bridge them together to use just like a binocular and then also still have the versatility if you want to unclip from that bridge and go over and use it as a, uh, you know, behind your weapon site. Yes, I think you're spot on with that. And I definitely agree with you. After talking to Chuck just now, if the bridge and the two monoculars that go together can come apart pretty easily and then become a clip-on weapon site, and you could still have your monocular, then I don't think that I would need a designated binocular system. What I was running into last night was, you know, we, we just have the one now. So I was driving with my left eye, my right hand, and then it would get tired and I'd have to switch, switch to my monocular to my right eye. And then I'd have to sit for a little while because my other eye was useless. Yeah. So if you had the binoculars or the two monoculars that were a bridge to create binoculars, then you wouldn't have that. Right. Agree. Yeah. There's so definitely, it, it's just boils down to uh, where you are in this process. I mean, right. Exactly. Getting yeah. into it's it. It's going to be new, a progression for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we both said, let's try the monocular and just use it to aid in navigation and then shoot. Yeah. But which I use had, a ton. I mean, even this, yeah. what, it's been like about a year now we've had these, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, you could do it. I mean, it's, you could, that's all you could ever have and you can get right. by with it and it'll work fine and, and it'll be, it'll be great. It's just one of those things that's, it's just like anything. You kind of see the light a little bit. You're yeah. like, ooh, but if I had two, yeah, right. <laughs> you put yeah. them together and make Well, binocular. and, you know, again, too, you know, the, I like the idea of, of the versatility of having having two monoculars and a bridge because now I can take uh, one monocular and give it to a friend. And now right. we can both use it as a to clip on behind a site and, and for navigation. Right. 
So, you know, it, it just kind of boils down to what you're trying to do to find out what's going to be best for you. Either way, y'all go check out Photonis. They make really high quality night vision. And, you know, that's at the end of the day, to get the right kind of equipment, you, you need to spend a little more up front. That's another thing, you know, just talking with Sean, it makes sense. And we've all been there. We've all bought something. We've all bought the cheaper version and been unsatisfied with performance. Quality, the experience. The yeah. ownership. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and then we end up Because something's going go wrong eventually. You're going to have to talk to somebody and get that right. fit. You hope not, but chances are, you know, yeah. if you have something for 10 years, you, you're you going to have to talk to somebody. Sure. Those guys take care of you and they know their stuff. I mean, obviously yours is, yours must be off or something. That's got to be why you keep missing. Yeah, man. I definitely don't miss. Hey. Right in the eye. <laughs> I saw it. It was my bullet. <laughs> Appreciate you joining us. We want to make it easy for you to listen. So here's a handy option for you to get the podcast emailed to you each week. Just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377. Again, just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377. You'll join our email list. And wherever you are listening to podcasts, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. Send us a written review. We'd love to hear from you. If you got a show topic that you are interested in and like to see us cover, just email us at pros at landhunting.com. That's going to do it for us. Y'all stay safe out there. We'll talk to you next time. This week's Hunt Land Show is brought to you by Southern Seed and Feed. Do you want to provide better nutrients for your deer? Check out Southern Buck. Your deer will love it. Visit their website, southernseedfeed.com, to find the dealer nearest you. And also buy the Hunter's Mate Lowdown Trail Cam Reviewer. The Lowdown High Speed Trail Cam Viewer has flipping fast technology that allows you to view images three times faster on a screen that is 60% bigger than typical 7-inch viewers. Find out more at lowdownviewer.com. And also buy Bucks Island Marine. Bucks Island is a full-service facility that sells new and used boats and motors. Visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And also brought to you by Boaters List. Boaters List is your new, reliable, and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts all the way down to paddle boards and all things in between. BoatersList.com will always strive to make it better on the water. And also by MB Ranch King. MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. Call Kevin today for more information or quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And also by Alabama Ag Credit. If you're in the market to purchase your own piece of paradise or need an operating line for your farm, learn more by visiting alabamaagcredit.com.